following message is presented by Community Gospel Church in Bremen, Indiana. It is our great privilege to share this ministry with you. We in no way intend for this to be a replacement for the local church. It is our prayer that this would serve as a resource to help make Jesus Christ known in our congregation and other congregations gathering across the world. For more information about Community Gospel Church, visit www.communitygospelchurch.com. Hey, we're already starting off on a good foot. Oh, my word. All right. So, welcome. There you go. Welcome. Welcome to our podcast. What's going on? So, here's the deal Jessica (laughs) usually comes in. This is how this works Jessica usually comes in, um, and I'm about half with it. Yeah. And I'm like, I got my mind's going 100 different places. (laughs) You come in, and I'm like, every time you start talking to me, so here's my like confession. Every time you start talking to me, I'm like, can you just wait? Because I really want to put this. (laughs) <laughs> on the podcast because usually we have like some really good stuff beforehand you've asked me like three questions i have and i'm like wait stop i'm gonna talk about it later i'm not even answering those i'm oh, like that's so funny so um how do i want to share the story yeah so let me share the story okay so this is super funny so uh most people know like i'm a reserve police officer right. you know or whatever the case is so the other day uh we were out patrolling mm-hmm. with this guy and um we're uh we pulled this uh vehicle over mm-hmm. and they were speeding or whatever the case is it's a brand over. it's a brand new truck okay oh. so um the guy didn't have like plates on his truck okay yeah so the officer that i'm with you know comes back or whatever the case is and um he's got like uh the the like window sticker right you know for lack of a better word yeah and so he um i like grabbed the window sticker and i'm looking at it this this truck was like 65 thousand no. dollars <laughs> you jumped so that's so, like, so much money i am i mean i'm like flabbergasted because to me that's just such so an astronomical much. amount and i forget like people that's not really like a lot of money for them they're like whatever the case is you know or whatever so i'm like doing the math in my head after like work almost two years for that not quite but still and you couldn't spend any money ever no so yeah. It gets better. So I'm I'm like doing uh, the math while he's like doing all the paperwork right. or whatever. And uh, I'm talking to him and I'm like, not not to the guy who was speeding to the, my fellow mm-hmm. officer. I'm like, $65,000 <laughs> for a vehicle. That is so crazy. And he's like not really saying a whole lot, you know. And so I'm doing the math. I'm like, I'm like that is like $400 a month like in payments. So mm-hmm. I'm freaking out, whatever the case is. And I'm like, how much do you pay for your truck? You know, and he just kind of tells me real nonchalantly or whatever the case is. And I'm like, man, he's not talking to me at all. Oh. And I'm, I'm getting kind of frustrated. You know, I'm like, I am super excited about this. You're not even responding, <laughs> whatever the case is. We get done with the traffic stop. He gives the guy stuff all back, all, all this stuff. He looks at me and then uh, hits his. So we all we wear all our stuff on the front mm-hmm. and he hits. Everybody wears body camera, mm-hmm. hits the body camera. Looks at me and goes, that's going to be fun in court to explain. Oh, no. I totally (laughs) forgot. Like, for whatever reason, I'm like, oh, yeah, we totally film, like, because, you know, for evidence reasons and stuff like that. And he's like, you're over there talking about 65,000. He's like, shut up. (laughs) 
But I couldn't say that, but in my head, man, talk about not picking up on verbal clues. Oh, I like, and he kept pointing like down at us, you know, <laughs> like, like, why do you keep pointing at yourself, weirdo? What is wrong with you? Like, this oh, is standard, funny. you know, procedure or whatever. So I probably did that to you this morning when you were, uh, you're, you're like good. talking and I'm sitting there going, mm, you're like, mm, stop. Mm, I'm going to so. make you talk about this in a minute. Any, anywho. So before <laughs> I hit record, uh, you, you said, uh, th- we, we want a dog update. I feel like this oh, is going to yeah. become a daily. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a yeah puppy update. So our puppy's name is Colt, but he's Houdini. He has now managed to escape from his crate twice, um, and it's still latched when we get home. No way. I don't know. Now, we don't have, like, a closed top crate. That will that problem's being He can't solved. jump out, though, can he? It's really high. I don't know. Is he scaling it? Like, Is it have, like, a corner where he could, like, kind of, like, shimmy? I have no idea. Not really. Maybe he like is able to pick it up and shimmy underneath, but it doesn't uh, tip over and it doesn't fall and it doesn't move. Master. Like uh, we're just Matt yelled at me the other night because he w- it was Wednesday night and I get a phone call and he's like, "You didn't lock the dog up." I'm like, "Yes, yeah, I did. I sure did." And I thought maybe I just didn't latch it well. Yeah. Well, last night we started. We're like, we got to double check this. Yeah. So we had we had we both double check this this crate or whatever is it like a is it like a it's all wire. So there's no top there's no top and no bottom so i don't know if he was able to it's lift like a playpen kind of yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah we have one of those yeah we will be getting a closed top and bottom crate today <laughs> that's where i'm heading after this like so <laughs> so either well they're not they're heavy though they're heavy and yeah. it's huge like it's one you can like make really really yeah, big yeah, and yeah. pull down I have no idea. So I call my parents. I'm like, did your dogs ever escape this? And they're like, no, that's that seems like your problem. I'm like, oh, my goodness. So I don't know if he's scaling the walls. Or oh, if he's Is it like against a wall? Um, no. Oh. So I don't know if he's putting his feet in the little like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's wired. Is Anyways, he in there right now? He is. I have maybe. I don't know. You should like set up like a like I, a nanny cam. If I had one, I would have. Because I'm like, does. I'm so interested to know. How are you getting out of this crate and the things are still locked? Like, is he getting bigger? Um, a how, little bit. How like, big? How big do you think he'll get? He'll be. He could be up to a hundred pounds. Whoa! Because his dad was a hundred and his mom was seventy-five. That's a big golden retriever. Yeah, but that's what I grew up with. I love big dogs. Oh, little man. dogs are yappy. Yeah, he's well, and golden retrievers don't really bark a whole lot. No, do they? not like at all. Like we heard him bark for the first time the other day. And you're like, what are you to stop that? Yeah, wait, whoa. <laughs> he was mad at us because we locked him in his crate. Because you, you're watching him scale the crate. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I'm s- I have so many questions <laughs> that I don't think I'll ever get an answer to because he can't talk. Oh uh, yeah, but let's. So that's my puppy update. Let's be glad that dogs don't talk. Yeah. Th- yes. Like yes. I think sometimes Frank, my basset hound, I think sometimes he looks at me and is like, I know. <laughs> I'm like, I know you know, but you're never gonna be able to say anything, I love you know, Frank. or whatever He's the case is. He's such an Eeyore. He's like, so I think fun. he sits there like in our kitchen sometimes, and he listens to our conversations. He's like, if they only knew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the perspective of a dog. Yeah, yeah, it's totally crazy. Anyway, so, so that's my puppy did update. you figure out the fence situation? We were talking about this the other day. Yeah, right? not Are you yet. gonna Are you gonna like get like a like an electric fence? We don't or? know. We keep going back and forth. It'll kind of depend if we decide to put a. We were gonna do a patio area possibly and build yeah. a fire pit. We'll see how ambitious we are with life and. Do you still get up with him like twice twice a night? Like yes, although last night he didn't really seem like he wanted to get up, so we're just gonna shoot for not getting up tonight. Yeah, if you do one, like yeah, that's great. we only get up once, right? Now. We we have moved it to once, and yeah. then Matt does it when he leaves in the morning for work. So like the very last thing you do before you go to bed is oh, take, the, take dog the dog out, out run and then up you're a like, bit. okay, please, 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 maybe just maybe. I just need to sleep <laughs> for an entire night someday. It's like having a baby again, so. 
he's super cute, which is also good why babies are cute yeah. because you like really are not feeling that love. Yeah. And you ever seen morning. an ugly baby? Yes. Have you really? Oh man, you just don't say anything. Yeah. What do you do? I don't say anything. See, my youngest, when she was born, she was ugly. Actually, Cameron was not the cutest. He's uh. my middle one. He was kind of an ugly baby. And I admitted it. I'm like, yeah, he's kind of ugly right now. Yeah. Like, he's kind of awkward. He was whatever. People are probably cringing right now when they yeah. hear that. Like, why would you call your kids ugly? I'm like, listen, he's adorable. She now. came out. Oh, yeah. She's she's super pretty now. Yeah. But like out the gate. Yeah. Not good. There was some. <laughs> he was fat and <laughs> chunky and. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a little man. bit of alien looking. That's okay. Good. I'll tell them that to their face when they yeah. get older too. Oh, I, I tell them now. I'm like, yeah, you weren't, you weren't the cute one. Yeah, like people. But now he's got these freckles on his face, mm-hmm. and he's got a little, yeah. So now it's cute. And he's full of sass. Ugh, mouthy, mouthy. <laughs> Did I mention God makes them cute so you don't like lose it? So on you don't them? kill him. Yeah, yeah, never shake a baby, but when they don't. get to be older. <laughs> a spanking's okay. Game on, man. Game like, on. I d- I've shaken my kids before when they were older, like not when they were babies, and they're like. <laughs> Matt thinks it's hilarious to like grab them and like go really fast, like a roller coaster type thing, and they're just like, "Dad, quit it's it!" It's like a wrestling thing. We're we have boys, so we uh, wrestle. Oh man, super fun. So it's Easter. It is Easter week. Yep. yep. Good Friday today. If you're listening on a fr- Good Friday, if not, then which not. which is impossible. Because oh yeah, we don't put this out till <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> if you're listening to this, well, you're in the room. Then you're next to us. You were sitting right next to us. That's weird. Did I mention it's Easter week? It is. And Easter my brain week. is not there. Uh, Goodness. So Easter's been kind of interesting this year uh, in regards to our church because this year we just kind of like loaded up the gun and we're we like, did. let's see what's going on. So we did. Last night we had Monday Thursday, which was a first for yeah. us in regards to doing like an actual. Last year we did like a video, yep. if I remember right, and then, uh, but this is like the first uh, like and service yeah. that we did, and it was kind of good. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, what you think? We uh, did a traditional Passover meal, mm-hmm. um, and it was really it had it led to some really good discussion at my home, really, and in my car. Um, yeah. If you've never done a traditional Passover meal, you have to eat horseradish. Oh, and if yeah. you've never had horseradish, kids will run into the bathroom yeah, last night. One kid ate the entire chunk, and I heard he puked. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. That wasn't my kid, thankfully. Yeah, my um, kid didn't do that. My kid like barely had any and it was still the biggest deal ever. But yeah. we talked about how it was bitter and the bitterness of our sin. And if that's how gross that is for us, our sin is that much grosser to God. Yeah. And one of my kids who is not always the most soft hearted goes, oh, man, mom, maybe I really need to try not to sin more. Like I maybe I need to change. Yeah. So it made that's I think good. it made people think it yeah. pushed us a little bit out of our comfort zone. We did a foot washing, which is always very humbling, which we normally do on Good we Friday. Do. We we uh, we yeah. So every Easter before mm-hmm. last year, um, we always did like a Good Friday, like yeah. foot washing service. Yeah, we do a threefold communion. So you have yeah. your love feast, your communion and your foot washing. So we incorporated yeah. that into our Monday, Thursday night. And I think it was different mm-hmm. and it was good. You know, it was uh, it it was different. I'll give you that. It makes more sense to do a threefold communion, and if you don't, if you've never done a threefold communion, so essentially it's the foot washing. There's a love feast, uh, which is like a, a little tiny meal, mm-hmm. and then uh, the bread and the cup. Right. Uh, and then we just threw in the seder. Right. Um, which just kind of like a remembrance thing, and with that. Um, it makes more sense to do it on a Thursday. Yeah. Because that's when it really happened. Yeah, and it's. It's a little bit of a family thing. Yeah. And uh, you're not going to typically get your visitors on a Monday, Thursday service. They're yeah. not looking for something. So it was family. Yeah. I, I loved that 
you uh, like last night we left and Bethany obviously and I overanalyzed it. Bethany, absolutely, my wife uh, did majority of the planning. She for did, yeah. Um, and uh, and it was a lot. Like yeah. it, it was Heavy. two hours solid. Yeah. Um, and so you know, looking at it, it's one of those things where I thought um, this is good. And I loved how interactive it was. Yeah, I think that was the best part. Mm-hmm. Like there was times when um, you had to, you had to, uh, you had to say things and, yep. and stuff like that. But yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was really, really good. Um, I'm not a super huge fan, full transparency of right. uh, the observation of Judaism yep. and some of those things. I think that's a, that's a scary line that we yep. can get into sometimes because Paul obviously talks a lot about it in Galatians in regards to the works of the law. Right. And we've been preaching through Galatians. Right. So, so it's really it's heavy. so fresh in my mind. Yeah. So last night when we were going through some of this stuff, I was like, man, like if anything for me personally, it highlighted like mm-hmm. what Paul's talking about. Like you gotta be really careful yep. that you're not in this workspace salvation, yeah. but you're in more of a, a grace based yeah. living sacrifice. Absolutely. We're free from that law. I think the remembrance side <coughs> is always good. And like I said, we they did a really good job of pointing everything back to Christ fulfilled this mm-hmm. Christ fulfilled this. Yeah. And so, um, and that's what we're remembering. Like if not, we'd still be under that law. Yeah. And so kind of the rejoicing of, yeah, we're not praise the Lord and the coming again. Um, it yeah. did a great job of circling then around to he's going to return. Mm-hmm. And, um, it ends with like next year in the new Jerusalem, which is kind of awkward and yeah. weird, but if yeah. you think about it, that's where we want to be. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. The hope of heaven and, we forget that, I think, in the busyness of our day today. Mm-hmm. I did love, and I think Bethany did a fantastic job with it. I, there were so many teaching points. Yeah. Uh, so here's, here's like one thing we did really well and one thing that um, I, I would love to improve on. One thing we did really well is everybody had a participation guide. Yep. If we didn't have those guides. Oh, I would be checked out. It would have been so bad. Yeah. Because we gave people that um, to look at and to read. So anything that was read last night, mm-hmm. you could, you could read it yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, there was a couple of times where I sat down with people and they were like, Hey, so like, for example, in a Seder meal, um, you get like a little piece of chicken, yeah. but you don't eat it. You don't. My kids were like, that's oh, the only good bummer. thing on the plate, which is, which, <laughs> which is like kind of horseradish, right? Like it's yeah. supposed to be that way. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so you, you, you don't eat it. And I sat next to a guy uh, last night and we were just talking about it. And he's like, why, why don't we eat this again? Mm-hmm. And I opened up his packet yeah. and I was like, right here. Right. And another individual came up to me and said, I have, uh, I've been alive for 38 years and I didn't understand how the Bible connected. Yeah. So it was really cool to see like the Old Testament mm-hmm. text tie into the New Testament text. And I think, um, I think, uh, and then we had another guy who was, um, uh, he's he's kind of new to our church. Um, I don't want to say that anymore. Like he's been here for a while, mm-hmm. I guess. And uh, last week we had baptisms. Yeah. So we had like eleven people get baptized. And then um, this week we were doing this, and I just looked at him after we were washing feet, and I was like, "Hey, man, have you ever washed feet before?" He's like, "I've done. I've never done any, any of, this. of this. Like <laughs> this is all so new." And right. I was like, "Are you okay? You know, just kind of checking yeah. in." And he's like, "This has been the best month ever. That's awesome. This is this is so good." And I thought about it. I said, man, you have to just kind of embrace awkward to get to. Absolutely. And I think that's what we did well was just, hey, we're going to do this. Um, Come on in. Yeah. It was encouraging on my end. A couple of the kids are like, 
we we do a really um, we're really intentional with connecting the Old Testament and the New Testament in our children's mm-hmm. ministry and our curriculum that we purchase weaves Jesus into every single lesson. So when we taught on Passover right. um, back in Exodus, which was a while ago, we we pointed each aspect to Jesus. Right. So hearing the kids go, well, mom, I knew that. Or, hey, you told us that. Or so-and-so taught us that. And so that was encouraging to see mm-hmm. that. I told my boys, I never grew up that way. Right. You didn't. We weren't taught that way. Mm-hmm. Of Jesus is a part and interwoven into the whole. I mean, you knew it, but you didn't you didn't see it and they weren't intentional pointing that out to you, um, yeah. at least at the church I was at. And so it was highly encouraging yeah. to know that our kids are catching that, that thread of Jesus throughout the entire um, book of the Bible. The only thing I think we missed was, uh, I saw people not take home their participant guide. Yeah. And I was like, we should have at the end just said, take this is home. yours. Yeah. You can keep this, yeah. you know, like, and not only that, like put it with your Bible, mm-hmm. you know, like keep that. So we might make that available yeah. um, via a PDF. And I think that I would be a, a good resource idea. for people. Yep. Um, I I would highly uh, recommend it. And I would say, like I told Bethany last night, I was like, definitely do it again. Yeah, um, definitely do that again. So uh, that was last night. Tonight, we're going to do Good Friday. We're yep. doing uh, a temporary service. Yeah, um, just going to be uncomfortable again. Oh, we are yeah. pushing our people like yeah. talk about getting us out of our comfort zone. It's going to be great. Yeah, so we have that tonight. Um, uh, this uh, like a service of the shadows, which is really cool. Real, really somber. Really somber. Um, tomorrow, I'm going to watch a passion. Yeah, um, I'm trying to talk Matt into it. He it wrecked him. Really? And when he watched it, we went and saw it in college, and he is just like, I don't know if I, I can love do it. it. And I'm like, I think that's why we should. I love it. Like, it hurts. And if, yeah, I mean, mm. don't watch it with your kids. Not um, yet. Not, not unless yet. they're older. Yeah. Six, oh, 16, yeah. 17. Yeah. I, I, I would even say high school. Like, if yeah. I, I think oh, high school would be okay at any of that yeah. age. But um, if they're younger, probably not yet. It's pretty mm. intense. It is. Um, and I don't think they would understand the gravity of it yet. If you want the soft version, like for family, I would recommend Risen. Have you seen Risen? Uh uh-uh. uh Um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I'll send you the link, but yeah. it's a, uh, it's it's probably like a little bit more okay. um, family friendly, okay. for lack of a better word. But I love the passion because I love I love the grit of it. Yeah. I think it's just so. Yeah. I get to the end of it and I'm like, I'm sorry. Oh. You know, hundred like, percent broken. Like, <laughs> yeah. I did that to you. So like my sin did that. We, so Holy Saturday, we don't do anything at the church. Yeah. Uh, we kind of just let it rest. And then um, moving into Resurrection Sunday, we're going to do an actual, like, sunrise service. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to do um, an actual, like, yeah, tent service, too, Easter. as well. And we try to make I, – I, I don't know if there's uh, – who's listening, but um, pastors or whatever the case is. I would I would push very strongly – we used to do our baptism services on Easter. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we've kind of gotten to the point where – uh, our baptism service was we did it the week before, mm-hmm. which I thought was really good. Yep. We try to make Easter as normal as possible. Yeah, this is what you get when you come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to talk about our risen Savior, and we're going to celebrate that. And so there's going to be this underlying inner energy and current that just happens because it is Easter or right. Resurrection Sunday or whatever we're calling it these days. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> um, people need to see what you do. Yeah, I, so I do. I I think they really need to understand that. Yeah, you know, and just hey. We do this every week. Mm-hmm. You know and what I mean? You're, you're more than welcome to attend because you're going to get your people that come right. on Easter and Christmas. Right. So um, speaking of Christmas, this year, Easter is is making a hard play to be like higher than Christmas. Like and I never say I love Christmas, but yeah. um, 
man, Easter right now, like, and it's really weird to say this, and you're sitting across from me, so uh, this isn't a dig on you. Right. I, hope it's, I hope it doesn't come across that way, but, like, I've really appreciated us focusing internally on the church. We used to be out in the community, mm-hmm. and I think we still need to be in the community. Yep. We're, we're kind of evaluating, like, our egg what drop. What that looks like. Uh, yep. For those of you that don't know, we drop, like, 10,000 eggs out of a helicopter yeah. year after year after Crazy. year. Crazy. I've while. actually... You had told me you had had people say something to you. They still do, yeah. Afterwards, after you said that, I probably had four people come up and say, you stopped that the year we came. Right. Sorry. Yeah, our bad. Go hide eggs <laughs> in your yard. I don't know. Like, I don't even do an egg hunt. My parents do the egg hunt with our family. We do not embrace that side of Easter. Right. Um, we don't do Easter baskets. My parents will sometimes do it for the kids. But we, f- I've always been... It wasn't a big, that side right. of it wasn't a big deal growing up. Right. It was always, let's keep the focus on what the focus is on. And that's the fact that Jesus rose. And Well, and that's so why I say, uh, that I'm just thinking out loud. Yeah. And, and you guys are kind of moving into our staff meeting a little bit. But, uh, like, I think if we did it, it would have to be, like, two weeks prior mm-hmm. to Easter where we, I, I don't want that looming over our head anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I've, I've been so, uh, I don't want to use the word blessed, but... Uh, uh, enriched maybe yeah. to just realize that this week is this week and um, we don't have any like external responsibilities mm-hmm. in regards to like those things. I think it's just more of a, this season has been so much of a, Hey, if, if you want to, if you want to come and really be enriched yeah. and you really want to see what this is all about, like we're going to go beyond eggs this year, Yeah, you know? And so if you're listening, I think just remember that with some of these big, world holidays that center Mm -hmm. around our religious um our what scriptures tells us to celebrate too um keep the main thing the main thing yeah as much as you can um as a parent for your kids sake you know like what are you are oh man i should have wrote it down someone just put on facebook the other like today i read it like are you more concerned about like the eggs or the i don't know however they said Mm -hmm. it but i thought man what are we telling what are we teaching our kids yeah and so this season, we've done that as a church of we are going to focus on what we're focused on, mm-hmm. like why we celebrate. And that's our risen savior. Well, last night I was talking to uh, our kitchen staff, you know, as they, as we were doing um, prep, you know, and I was just watching the people eat. And uh, I looked at him and I was like, you know, if anything has transpired from last year, I just think it's it's made us realize how much more sacred this is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we took Easter for granted absolutely, and now like we're here, you know, and, and, um, yeah, just embracing that. And I think, mm-hmm. I think that's good. So moving back into Sunday, um, I, I think you need to have kind of normalcy, you know, people, mm-hmm. if that's even a word, but, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Uh, what we've learned, I think in the past year is that people love consistency mm-hmm. and, and that's okay. Like consistency is good. You know, uncomfortableness is good too. But you need to do that amongst consistency. Yeah. So um, but that kind of it kind of moves into what uh, our next chapter Absolutely. is, which is talking about longevity. But I think that that sustains longevity. I, I, yeah, I was just thinking, man, when he said that, this is a really good transition. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. It's better than last <laughs> so week. So right? I don't know if you planned that, but that was good. Sometimes things just line <laughs> up. <laughs> I was like, oh, stop talking about everything else. Absolutely. I think you consistent when you're consistent in the uncomfortableness mm-hmm. when you're consistent in the hard times when you're consistent in the good times that's when longevity happens yeah um, and you got to be careful like when to push like how do you know how do you know when to make somebody uncomfortable you know what i mean like yeah. in the consistency when when is like for you in children's ministry or youth or whatever the case may be like when do you sit there and be like okay now now we got to get uncomfortable yeah. 
I think for us, it's a looking of number one, are we getting stale? Yeah. Is there just a staleness? Um, do we need something, whether it's uncomfortable or just something to shake us up? I think when I'm, I know when I look, especially with the, our youth, okay, are they ready to be pushed to the next level? Right. Because let's be real, growth happens in tension and conflict and in the uncomfortableness. I don't, growth can happen in those other like big moments, but it's usually, a, it's usually happened because something's made you uncomfortable. Right. Um, there's a rub. And so if we see like, hey, we've done a really good job. We're kind of that way with our youth group right now. It's really healthy and it's really good. And all of us as leaders are like, okay, it's time to go. Mm-hmm. It's time to take that next step forward. Sure. So what does that look like? And how do we push our students um, into a position that's going to be a little bit different and a little bit weird and a little bit hard in order to take that next step and knowing a lot of them might not participate in that uncomfortableness, but yeah. we think that's the avenue to get to that next step in the sanctification process. Do you ride the calendar to like kind of like little bit. The, the ebbs and flows of oh, like yeah. when people are like kind of amped up and what the, but like yeah. we have obviously as a church, you know, the two major holidays are Christmas and Easter, mm-hmm. you know, and I think we take it, we're learning to take advantage of those, yeah. you know, like, okay, this is, like Christmas, good, uh, not good Friday, Christmas uh, Eve. Eve. Yeah. yeah. Like we're, we're learning, like people are, are more open mm-hmm. because they're like, okay, like this is a big deal. Yeah. And Bethany's done a really good job uh, about this in regards to just her and I have really talked through the church calendar. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I was really kind of uh, like, I kept the church calendar at bay because it, it does have some, some kind of um, non-biblical influence for lack mm-hmm. of a better word. Uh, but it still has kind of the underflow or the undercurrent of uh, biblical, um, what do I say, uh, like a timeline. Mm-hmm. Like these these are things that have happened. And so I, I've i kind of uh, reopened back up to that and realized that people, when you tell them these things, like, for example, last night with, with the Seder meal, were like, Jesus did this. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and then uh, somebody somebody brought this to my attention the other day. Uh, she's a beautiful soul in our church. Uh, but she said, um, it's something that people have been participating in for generations to generations. So we are joining Mm. with millions, if not billions of people who have participated in these things. And I was like, that's a really good point. You know, like, so, you know, last night when we do this, it's not just these 50, 60, 70 people, however many people are in the building. It's, we've done this, uh, you know, yeah. Hundreds of thousands of thousands of people have done this for years and years right. and years, you know, and so we're kind of opening that up to it. But um, yeah, so pushing when when we're 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 to push, I think the harder thing is when you have those long seasons. Yeah. Like summer is, is just devastating for me sometimes because I feel like people check out and it's like, yeah. are, are they ever going to come back? Sports can't bring them back. Oh, yeah. Good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> because true. it is. And so for me, like I've got some of those key things like that. Sports camp is our big mm-hmm. um, children's outreach. And so using that to kind of that's usually an avenue that we see people disengage a little, but they're going to come back for that. Yeah. Um, so finding those key things. And if you've ever served in a, v- a VBS or in our sports camp, it can be uncomfortable yeah, and tiring true. and exhausting and rewarding and amazing and all of that. So. so what would you say? Okay, so let's just ride the calendar there for okay. a second. So you have uh, Christmas, mm-hmm. which is December. So we'll just start in December. Yep. Easter, which is usually April. Mm-hmm. Push in June, July-ish. Ours is in June for like the summer offering. 
Mm-hmm. And what would you say is is like the push between like June and December? Like, is there something in there that you think? Well, that we, do? we always like I know children's and youth is our big kick. Like, I feel like September is our big kickoff. Like, uh, we yeah, have reengage. Yeah. Small groups have seasons small, now. Yeah, um, so our children's ministry and our youth ministry reengage. Yeah. Um, usually around that time, we're doing um, our fall retreats with our students mm-hmm. and our children. So like we kind of see that in that time span there. Yeah. Um, it's the start of the school year, so it's kind of, uh, I mean, as much as we run a January, the world runs January to December. If you have student-aged people, you run August to, you know, July. So. Do you ever think, um, or or not think, have you ever pushed, like, against it? Have you ever tried to, like, break the, the cultural flow or the current? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> because it's where they're going. Yeah. So instead of trying, I mean, I'm not about, I don't want to be relevant with the world and i don't want to but i don't there's nothing unbiblical i think with kind of riding some of the waves like Mm. i know may and june people are starting to kind of pull back a little um they need a break it's why we break for our children's ministry at the end of april because may we were fighting a losing battle yeah and our our leaders needed a shot in the arm they needed a break they needed a so i try to i try to play it to my advantage Mm -hmm. um for not only our families but also for our volunteers yeah. Well, that's funny you bring that up, too, because uh, I think je- for as just as much as we push, mm-hmm. there's seasons of like um, like release too. Absolutely. like every year. I got this from uh, Josh Weiland over in uh, Wawa. See, we've been doing this for three years. Uh, we take the month of July off in regards well, to you, pulpit preaching. You take the month of July off. Well, uh, <laughs> preaching wise, right. like uh, we do work. Like, sports don't camp happens in yeah, July. It's sports crazy camp for me. July. Well, and um, we just have allowed four mm-hmm. guys to, to step into the pulpit right. then, you know, and um, what it's done for us, I think, is it's let the people breathe a little bit, mm-hmm. but it also lets us kind of look at it and focus on some things, you know, mm-hmm. that are going on that, that we miss because you're spending, you know, 25, 30 hours a week, you know, planning and prepping a sermon mm-hmm. and, you know, studying and whatnot. So I think that's been good, too, because in July we've learned, yes, our people are serving at sports camp, but they're so laid back in regards mm-hmm. to Oh, we live in a culture where um, people camp all the time, all the time. Yep. And uh, so it's it's not uncommon for our our people to be gone four weeks, you know, like yeah. and, and we're looking at them going, where do you go to church? And what's crazy is a lot of them do. Like they still they still go. It's just they're visiting, you know, friends yeah. or family or whatever. Or they if they camp with people from our church, a lot of them do church services. Yep. Like someone, br- you know, now with the online, they like they like throw they'll throw open our yeah. our actual church service. But we used to fight that. I still do kind of a little bit. Still, I, yeah. I mean, and maybe it's just because I'm mad because I'm here and they're and they're there. <laughs> I think there's something to be said about consistent church attendance though, yeah. and participating in your body. And when you disengage for two months, three months, um, you're disengaging from you your get family. Get kind of complacent. You do. You're no longer um, participating. Mm-hmm. You're no longer. You you stepped out of those areas of serving in the church, which is I think is a big part. Sure. Because church is more than just showing up and sitting in a pew on a Sunday right. morning. Right. Um, you're no longer able to encourage and edify the body you know through way of this your singing of yeah. your words of you know praying together because that's not happening um yeah i i think would you say longevity is consistency like or i think it can be yeah see it's so foreign to me because oh, i grew up i was in church like i just mm-hmm. didn't have a choice you didn't mi- and we had a lot more church 
<laughs> yeah, my dad Monday was the morning, pastor. Sunday night, Wednesday night, yeah. Tuesday or Thursday prayer gatherings. Yeah. I mean, you had something all the time. All the time. And I don't know, like, I'm just so programmed to go. Like, yeah. I'm just like, this is just what we do, you know? So my, so I was out of town with the high school youth. Um, we were at a winter retreat a couple Sundays ago. And so my husband had to bring my kids to church that day. And one of my kids Saturday night got sick. Oh yeah. And I got the text. Yeah. yeah. Cause, um, so puked in the, it was gross, whatever. Awesome. My other two were mad mom, we're missing church. How are we going to get there? And they're like calling me and I'm like, I'm in Michigan, like four (laughs) hours away. I can't get you to church, but they're so conditioned that this is what we do on Sundays. And, um, granted at that age, it's probably revolves a lot around their friends, but they're still hearing, um, God's word taught and God's word sung and they missed it. They, they all told me when I got home today felt weird. It does. It feels weird if I don't. I, yeah. I can't tell you the last time I didn't go to church. But, I uh, have no idea. Um, no, because even when I miss for a retreat, we're, we're, we're going to church. Do, yeah, going yeah, to church. Like, I, I couldn't even tell you the last time I didn't go to church. No. But, well, it's funny. Like, even on vacation, we go to church. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that's 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 huge to me. I in fact, love that's it. that's my favorite. Yeah. Like, we don't have any responsibilities. <laughs> any. Like, I'm like, I just get to come. I was visiting my brother. He's a pastor. And he one time he knew we were going to be there two Sundays in a row. And he goes, would you want to teach one of them? No. I was like, no, no, hard pass, hard pass. <laughs> we were in Florida one time. And, uh, so this little tiny church, um, oh man, this was super funny. So the guy, like uh, the pastor, like shakes our hand mm-hmm. you know, or whatever the case is and, um, finds out like who we are and where we're from. Get to the end of service. No joke. He's like, pastor Jordan Muck is here with us all the way oh. from Indiana. Would you like to stand and close us in prayer? And I'm like, no. I'm in the back of the church, man. Like, <laughs> no, I do not. Sure, I can't say that in front of everyone. Yeah, what do I have to say? No, no, but I was like, ah, oh, man, this is sure uh, awkward. Fine, whatever. Yeah, hey, <laughs> hey. And then after church, like every, it felt like I was, I was back at, at like church. our home like church because everybody's just coming up, like yeah. saying hey, and I'm like, okay, this is nice, but at the same time, like, I'm right. Today I could have cut out right away and oh, went to lunch. Yeah, I want to go to lunch. I could have beat the lunch crowd. I want to be the lunch guy today. <laughs> Yeah. And then we went one time in Florida and um, we went to like this really big church. I really wanted to go and Bethany like entertained me because I was just curious. Uh, Super problematic because, well, (laughs) so many things happen. So we we show up, we get in the parking lot and we got picked up in a golf cart, which is how you know you're in church in Florida. Yes. (laughs) And Texas. They do it in Texas, too. I was like. Dude, I can walk to the door. It's like 70 out. It's beautiful. Stop. That's what I said. I was like, I'm no. good. I was like, you don't understand. Like, back home, it's, I'm I'm yeah. blizzard weather, you know. So they pick us up in a golf cart. Super nice. He had like a Hawaiian shirt on, everything like that. Super sad because when we get there, like youth go one way. And, and oh, yeah, because they usually have their separate buildings. I, I detest that. Like, mm-hmm. it, is, it is bad. Yeah, so they had literal separate buildings. Yeah. Like, youth went to their church and adults went to their church. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh... Okay, this is like first strike, you know, whatever the case is. We go in, the guy with the headset on, and I'm like, you're the pastor. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what do you do? And I'm like, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, I work with people. Yeah, like I was like, Something. not having this today, you know, or whatever yeah. the case is. So, um, so anyway, it's, yeah, like when we're not um, here, like we're, we're, still we're still there. Yeah. You know, so uh, I think that's huge. But. I think that that is longevity. You mm-hmm. know, I think if if you look at longevity and what longevity is all about, consistency obviously is going to stack up. Yeah. Because you just get used to it. 
Yeah, and the consistency is what breeds. It, the more consistent you are, um, he talks a lot about th- in this chapter about spiritual maturity, and mm. spiritual maturity comes with consistency. Right. Um, consistency in his word, consistency gathering with other believers and in prayer, and um, it's a process. Yeah. And so you've got to walk through that process, and the more you do, um, he would say you spiritual maturity and longevity, I think they go hand in hand. Yeah. And um, that has to stem from that consistency. And as you do that, your roots go deep. So then let's be real. Ministry is hard sometimes yeah. and it's defeating sometimes and it's it hurts. And those are the times that um, it's really you want to give up. Yeah. You wonder why are we even doing this? And if you've been consistent and you have those roots deep and you have people that come alongside you, they can help you endure those times and those roots in Christ can help you endure to breed longevity. Yeah. I don't, I don't disagree. I I used to bash legalism a lot and I had a mentor of mine. He looked at me and he's like, you got to be really careful with that. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, why? And he said, because legalism promotes discipline. Yeah. And he said, so there's times where, you know, like, legalism says you need to read your Bible every day. And he's like, and yes, maybe you started out in a legalistic way. Mm-hmm. He's like, but you you get to the point where now you're disciplined yeah. and, and you need that. And then when you go away from it, you realize how much important it was. Well, and I think God works through that. His word doesn't return void. So mm-hmm. every time you're in his word, even if it's just to check off a box, it's go, it's working, it's pricking, it's right. pulling, it's pushing, it's chipping away those areas of your heart so that eventually he becomes the desire of your heart. Well, and that's what you just uh, alluded to, which is great. It's you always have to have a heart check, no matter if you're reading a book mm-hmm. or spending time in the word or going to Monday, Thursday or good Friday service. Like, okay, where are we at? And what yeah. are we doing here? You know, like why, why am I here? And I think the older I get, the more my prayer has been like, God, just help me focus on what's important right mm-hmm. now. Um, because I got a million things in my head, yeah. you know, and I, he never alluded to it in the chapter, but I think the one thing he missed is, and I think we've talked about this before in the weeks past, but I think you, you have to be a participant in wherever you're leading in regards to um, uh, one, one of them. Mm-hmm. Like you and I, we would go to church here. Yeah. Like this is our church. You know what I mean? And, and the key word there is our. And I think if we rolled into town and we've never been anywhere, like we mm-hmm. would we would go to church here, yeah. you know, and that's last night you know I, I watched you and your family and and my family and we participated yeah you know if you want to be in the long run yeah s- stop leading sometimes and just let somebody else take take over right i think know? a little bit he talks about it when he says find that group of people that are going to help you endure that are gonna that are gonna say those hard things that are going to help you um get yourself out of the way sometimes because mm-hmm. sometimes when things are hard, we focus on that hard and we take our eyes off of Christ. Yeah. And there are times that I've had people in my life be like, you just need to stop. Like, right. turn, take your, stop thinking about your problems. Yeah. yeah. Yes, this is hard. This stinks. This is a bad situation. And that doesn't negate it, but it's, let's change our perspective. Like, yeah. what is God teaching you through this? Well, how is, you know, how is he using this to teach someone else? Yeah. Um, so often, I think, uh, we all do. We get stuck on what our problem is, that it becomes overwhelming and we can't see past that. And so that's where when you're participating in your church, yeah. you've got not everyone, but you've got some people that are hopefully coming alongside and helping you change your perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't give up and not giving up is such a huge like 
we have a motto in our family of Carlman's never give up. Right. And they just know it. And we it comes out in so many different situations. You know, my kid with a spelling test this last week, you know, we don't give up on this right. word. You know, my kid at baseball. But it also is true of, you know, our walk with the Lord. And um, sometimes we just need people to help us change our perspective so we don't give up. Yeah. And I don't know. We don't really fight the battle anymore either of uh, people looking at us being like, why don't you do this? You know what I mean? Like last night, <coughs> we've just gotten uh, uh, to the point where like we equip mm -hmm. through delegation, you know. And like last night, we had people in the um, in the nurseries. You had people yeah. in the nurseries, you know, so you could participate. Yep. Nobody comes up to you and is like, why aren't you Jess, why aren't you in there? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, because that's not what you're called and gifted to do. Yeah. And I think that destroys longevity if you constantly feel like you have to be everyone to everything, yeah. you know, or everything to everyone. Yeah. Even like we did a Wednesday night, our students had um, an amazing race event. Mm -hmm. And if you would have seen me on that Wednesday night during that event, I was sitting chatting with a youth about her future. Right. Because I had done the prep work. Right. I had gotten the stuff around, but then I had given it over to my team and they ran with it and they did an amazing job. But because of that, if I would have spent the, you know, the last week prepping for that, the whole you know, day preparing it and then had to run every single bit of that, I would have been exhausted. And right. that's when burnout, you know, sometimes happens when we don't allow others to serve in their giftedness and we don't equip others. And by doing that, it allows us then to, you know, I had a great conversation with a teenager right. um, or like you said last night, I, I sat and participated with my family, mm -hmm. which is not something I get to do on a regular Sunday um, because of other responsibilities. So, yeah, finding the finding those people in your church um, to help come alongside you. Absolutely. And that are totally okay with it. Mm -hmm. Like that, it, that don't look at you and be like, I can't believe you're, if, if you have somebody who's serving underneath of you who looks at you constantly and is like, well, well I can't believe they're not here. Mm -hmm. They're not supposed to be in that spot because they should be excited yeah. about the fact that they're, they're getting to serve there. And it, it I think we have to be really careful when people look at uh, others while they're serving in a spot because obviously your attention's not on yeah. the task. You know? And I don't disagree with that at all. I also think I had the freedom to participate mm -hmm. because I serve so frequently with right. them. So I think you have to make sure you evaluate. That's a good point. Um, like you have to, if people know if you're given a hundred percent, it's kind of like people can see, um, the garbage, you yeah. know, like, if you're dogging it, people know you're yeah. dogging it. And then they're not going to be as likely to serve. Right. But if they see you serving and giving 100% and mm -hmm. then equipping them and right. allowing them to serve, I think that's where people, they don't bat an eye when I say, I'm sitting in the service with my family this week. I would never want anybody, and I don't think anybody would, like if you if you go to church here, uh, laziness is not in the vocabulary. No. Like it just, if you look at anybody who's here and... I, I couldn't I don't think I could call one person in our mm -hmm. in our uh our population, whatever you want to yeah. call it. Like I, I don't think I could call one person lazy. I think there's some people who are still trying to figure out where they're gonna serve. Right. But I, I don't I don't I wouldn't say they're yeah. lazy. I think they're they're com they're contemplating right mm -hmm. now. Um but we have to be diligent, hard workers. Uh I was talking to a couple pastors and they were like, How many hours do you put in? And I'm like, You're already off. Like you can't you can't look at those things. Like I don't. I don't even want to know. I would have no idea. Like, I there's been a couple times that I've had, like, y you know, our elder board is asked, or you, and I'm like, I don't know. 
a lot. Yeah. I, I don't count them. But but, how but I also don't think about half of them, probably. If I were to catalog, some of it's just, right. you just do it because you love it. Yeah. And and there's so much of a blurred line in leadership, especially mm-hmm. when you're leading in a place that you love. Yep. Where I couldn't tell you when I'm when I'm doing ministry and when I'm mm-hmm. not, because I think everything just flows out of yeah. it. So there's so many times where you could look at it and I could be like, well, I could, I guess I could justify that if you really want to, but I wouldn't. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just kind of out. I mean, we're still working right now with Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, and Resurrection Sunday. We still have responsibilities in there. So, you know, like it's mm-hmm. one of those things where we just kind of do it because yeah. we love it. But you have to kind of know yourself in order to, like what you just said, back up a little bit, know when to breathe. We talked about mm-hmm. it a little bit last week, you know, where um, take a season when normal people can't take a season. I think that's been the hardest thing is I've had to learn when the congregation comes down a little bit, like it's okay to, to come down a little bit yeah. and, and to breathe. Like, Jordan, you don't have to push here, you know, mm-hmm. like don't worry, sports camp is coming up. So the week, you know, mm-hmm. two weeks beforehand or whatever the case is, like just you got to brace yeah. yourself or else you are going to get burnout. Yeah. Absolutely. Figure out your seasons. You know, my seasons look different than your seasons because mm-hmm. of the who I work with. But like for us, August is a breathe month, you know. Right. Um, May is a breathe month, gearing up for summer. You know, you figure those times out because if you don't rest – you will longevity won't happen yeah uh, you have to mm-hmm. i think you have to figure out your seasons and y- you d- use them well and just because you're pulling back that's a great time to let others step forward yeah um, absolutely and work with work with your church like you ask do i try to work against the you know the culture no because that's what the church is following right that's what your typical person that's what we're ministering to yeah yeah so let's work with them and not against them and pick our times well and during those kind of softer times for like where everyone's kind of pulled back, that's a great time to set someone else up to step into a role right. because it's not going to be as heavy and as intimidating. So those are great options and opportunities to equip, which allow you then that rest you need to be able to continue to sustain what you're doing. All that said, what are, what are some of the uh, other things that kind of popped up in, in longevity that you would either agree or disagree mm-hmm. with? Like kind of like um, like a speed round. Like, was there anything in there that you look at and you're like, this uh, this I love. This I would I would throw out in regards to tools in the toolbox. Um, I think he did a great job of kind of walking through. Um, he said this is a model of love, growth, growing, confrontation is organized in four four parts. He talks about confrontation a little bit in here. So he said, you know, you need those people to help you to kind of call you on things so you can see where you're off because. Not just where you're off even, maybe where your perspective. And I kind of mentioned that Mm -hmm. earlier. Like, what is your perspective and having people call you on that? And then he says, you know, you need to consider, you need consideration, confession, commitment, and change. And at the very, like, in that commitment and change part, he says it's not enough to just recognize where you're off. Recognize either the sin in your life or um, the attitude that you're having, which could be sinful, or what, um, or even just how you're focusing on the wrong things. Like, it's not enough to just recognize it and confess it, you actually have to make a change. Right. And I think in Is it really true confession if you don't change? I don't think so. But I think we think so. Yeah. I think people say, well, I said I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. But your life didn't change. And so I thought that was really good, just a reminder of not only, you know, do we need people to help us see that, but then we need to actually make a change in the way we're approaching things. Right. Um, Whether, I mean, I have people that say, you need to stop doing things. Mm-hmm. 
it's not there's no sin issue there it's just they know i'm gonna burn out if i don't take that pause right so finding i think overall finding that group of people that can help you change your perspective so that you can continue on um Mm -hmm. and whether that perspective changes a sin thing or not a sin thing regardless yeah where's our focus so i thought that was good one thing I do every single day that I think is so uh, has been so beneficial is I keep a prayer journal, but not like a journal like I'm praying for this person, this person. It's my prayer journal. Like this is not when I pray for people. This is this is Jordan. Yeah. This is this is praying for Jordan. One, I don't think people pray for themselves. I think we're so good at being like, well, I'm gonna pray for Jessica today. I'm gonna pray for Bethany today. It's so easy because it takes the focus off ourselves. Because you have to be real. Yeah. So in in that journal, I walk through the P R A Y and um, my personal praise my personal repentance, mm-hmm. my personal asking. Like, these are not for other people. These are, these are for me. And I do it in the morning uh, when things are fresh and when I have, like, this this thing. And what I've learned is if I analyze that when I'm all done, because I, I take a step back and, I'm, you know, when I'm all done, I look at it and I go, okay, all right, Jordan, are we burning out? Mm-hmm. You know, like, because uh, if, if I look at that and take a hard look at it, I can I can see – if I'm in a season of restoration, right. if I'm in a season of, of um, contemplation, mm-hmm. if I'm in a season of hardship, yeah. like I can tell, you know, just that I'm, I'm spent, you know? Yeah. So I think it's it kind of like what you're alluding to is you need to start praying for yourself, yeah. you know, and that's okay. Like that's yeah. good. You know, other people are going to speak into it, but I think uh, the adage is somewhat true. You know yourself better than anybody else in regards to the internal struggle because we're so good at masking mm-hmm. what's really transpiring. And um, are we going to – and this all started when I started praying the prayer, like, God, help me be honest with me. Yeah, I think that has to be the kicker because I think we can justify our own sins. Yes, mm-hmm. I know myself better, but I also can justify my sins a whole lot better than anyone else because yeah. I know that ins and outs. and. So I think it starts with, you know, search me, yeah. know my thoughts, test yeah. my attitudes, God. Um, it's it's that reveal to me what I need to know, what I need to see, whether that's through your word or whether that's through somebody else coming in and speaking truth to me. Yeah, because people speak to their perceptions. Yeah. And I think you have to validate that perception of whether it's reality or not reality. And. It's my favorite story in the Bible. I constantly go back to it. It's when the guy has a sick daughter, and he goes to Jesus. And he said, Jesus, I believe that you can heal her, but I'm doubting, mm-hmm. and, and I doubt that. You know, And I love it because it just shows his core. Yeah. You know, He's like, I know myself. I know yeah. that I'm supposed to believe that you're the Messiah. I know I'm supposed to believe that you can do all things. He's like, but I doubt. I doubt mm-hmm. you. And I think Jesus in that moment just looks at him and uh, like, I can imagine him, like, touching his face, you know, yeah. like, oh, okay. you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? oh, well, yeah, and this of uh, the fact that you admitted you doubted. Yeah. Makes, like, that's where I want you to be. Yeah, and I think you have to, it's it's last night, and um, I watched, uh, I think this is why you should watch Feet, like, because it's so humbling. Oh. It's so humbling. So like, incredible. To take humbling. something off, like, your shoes and socks mm-hmm. and let somebody see your nasty, dirty feet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we totally clipped toenails before we came. Just oh, so yeah, my yeah, kids yeah. were not like those kids. But you take you, you take off, you yeah. know, your socks, and, and you're vulnerable, mm-hmm. and you have to eliminate your pride, yeah. you know, and just go, okay. And I just look at that, and I'm like, 
like last night even, I was like, you have to you have to keep that with you and with other people, and you need to keep that moving, you know. And if you do that, I think you'll be successful, mm-hmm. and I think you'll last a long time. But it has to be continual. Mm-hmm. And I, he hasn't alluded to it a whole lot, but all of his chapters, I think he could have closed with, this is a continual practice that will last for the rest of your yeah. life. We've talked about this over Absolutely. and over again, but it's a lifelong learner yeah. mentality. He mentions a, a little bit of it's, it's between the um the now or the well, how does he say it the before and the the not yet the yeah, the yeah, how yeah. I don't remember exactly I don't remember how he words it like terminology but yeah but basically you know it's after that moment of justification but before that we're eternity in heaven yeah. and it's that process there and I think it yeah it's continual it's continual growth it's continual consistency it's continual endurance I um, wish I wish somebody would have told me that when I was young I just had this conversation with my girls like. They were struggling with homework the other day. And I said, listen, the struggle is not going to go away. Mm -mm. So let's just embrace this and let's realize this is going to be, this is going to happen all the time. Like, and it's good. And I think we need to tell people that too. Like whether it's a service that's awkward, like, Mm -hmm. Hey, Jesus is your awkward friend. He's always going to be your awkward (laughs) friend. You know what I mean? Like he's never going to be normal. He's different. He's, he's supposed to be that way. Mm -hmm. And you like, uh, you're you're gonna always have to be transparent. Mm-hmm. You're gonna always have to be. Uh, we talked about this a couple of times, but there was a season in ministry where I hated always having to be that guy. And I would tell Bethany this. I was like, I'm sick and tired of being the better person. And she's like, That's your problem right there. Is you just have to get over the fact that you're thinking you're the better person and just realize that that's how you're called to be. Mm-hmm. We're called to be different. We're called, and I, maybe better is not the right word there, because but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's that. We're called to to say this a sin is a sin. Right. We're or or I forgave that person. Yeah. I'm the only person that yeah. forgives that person. You know, like, why do I have to forgive? Because you do. Because you do. Because it's coming. Oh, I will go back. I tell women this all the time, especially in their marriage. Like, they're like, well, my husband didn't do this, so I'm not. I don't care. Like, I'm not. My actions, my heart, my attitude are not reliant on anyone else. They rely on my obedience to what God's word says. Yep. And, um that's consistency. That's longevity. You will be successful at like you will have a great marriage. You will have great kids. You will have a great job. You'll be a great leader if you continually understand that it's a constant process mm-hmm. and it's it's never going to get easier. As a matter of fact, it'll get harder. It will. Like, but in the hard, you'll. It's so funny. You'll see, your eyes will just kind of open to it, and you're like, oh, this is where the magic happens. Yeah, you. You have to be in it to see it. Like, I, I don't even know if you can describe it. I don't know if you can it, describe it. But it's this feeling of this is so hard, but there's a peace. There's a joy. There's a contentment that only comes from Christ. And I- when you experience it, you know you're exactly where God wants you to be. Last night in the service, there was a couple of, like, long parts, yeah. you know? And I found myself even having, like, the same mentality. I was like, I love this. Yeah. You know, like, this is good. Well, um, uh, my uh, The guy who programs our workouts he always says when you get to the peak of a workout and you're you feel like you're going to die that's when you need to whisper yourself to yourself i love this feeling mm-hmm. he's like because he's like you're not lying to yourself you're disciplining yourself to train your mind mm-hmm. something that could be a reality and he's like and then you'll get there again and you'll say i love this feeling mm-hmm. you know and you don't know why you'll do it and last night i caught myself like we were in the middle of cause some some of these long kind of uh, places in the service and I told myself I was like I love this feeling mm-hmm. and it was it was almost like fake it till you make it type stuff you yeah. know because I was like this is where 
This is where the magic is. This is where this is where this uh, this gets real. Tonight we're gonna have the Good Friday service, and it's gonna be dark. It's gonna be awkward mm-hmm. in a couple of places. I'll tell myself again. I love this feeling. Yeah. Like this is where Jesus lives. That's where the growth happens. Exactly, and and that is pointed at you. Uh, you so did. <laughs> he got real excited. I did for a second. because because <laughs> I think you just hit the nail on the head. Like whether it's a workout or or whether it's in God's Word. In that fight, that Daniel's in the lions mm-hmm. or Daniel's in the uh, furnace, right? Mm, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, yeah. And like, and he's he's at the peak of the heat, yeah. And there's that that's that magic, that's that, yeah. That's that plot twist. That's that you know catalytic moment where now you can go further than you ever thought mm-hmm. you could go because you said. I love that feeling. I, God, I love this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is where this is where you live. But it happens. You take that story back a little bit, like a couple verses, and it's they say, um, if you if you save us from this, great. But if not, you're still God. You're still it's good. that it's that act of obedience. Even if you don't. Even if you don't, I'm still going to obey you. Yeah, because here's the deal. Like, let's say you go through something where it could kill you, mm-hmm. right? And all of a sudden, like, you're in that peak moment, and you're like, I love this feeling, and boom, you die. And absent from the body, present with the Lord, Jesus looks at you and he's like, I love it too. Yeah, Paul says it all that, like, Paul t- talks about it in the New Testament, like, I better, you know, if I, if I stay here, great. If not, Jesus, that's not how he says it, but. <laughs> and in the longevity, that means yeah. you step out of this life. I don't, I don't want to, I've said this a couple times, but I don't want to leap into eternity where it's so much of a change where I look at it and I go, this is weird, like eternity. Just I think you should just step. I yeah. think you should just go from here to death and you just walk in and and jesus looks at you and goes it's not so different is yeah. it because you've been living this life of obedience exactly you've been living this life life of worship and service to me and we're going to continue to do that through all eternity boom nailed it all right that's it I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> that's good I, I i think it's uh i mean we didn't we didn't hit on a lot of uh no. paul stuff but that's okay because it, we're tying into it and and it's okay um so yeah, my I guess my prayer would be that you uh, may you be successful, yep. you know, and but not successful in the world's eyes, no. in the word, in what the word has yeah. to say. And man, it's not going to be comfortable. Nope. It's gonna it's embrace gonna be, it. It's gonna be tough, but you'll get it. You'll get it. All right. So it's gonna be late for you guys, but happy Easter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God bless. Thank you for listening to the Community Gospel Church podcast. If you would like to support this ministry financially. Simply log on to communitygospelchurch.com and click the Contribute tab.